0: The story, Here strong, I go man. enjoying
1: my Memorial Day, which I learned via Twitter was started by black people. Did you guys know that?
2: I just learned that right now when you said
1: it. Yeah. Uh, that, like, apparently it comes from this black uh former slave who would go around and put flowers on uh, a union soldier's graves. Uh-huh. And then that became, like, a thing that turned into Memorial Day. Or So, according to the hotep that was at the show I was at last night. Okay, okay. But... Yeah. And we can't kneel for shit. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) But I'm enjoying my Memorial Day barbecue. And a nice person says, I'm going to put on the Warriors game just Mm -hmm. to have it at this barbecue. And you guys know me. I I root for Kevin Durant. And I'm watching the game patiently. And there's this girl at the party who takes it upon herself to cheer loudly every time the Rockets score and get in my face. Is this girl a Rockets fan? Absolutely not. Mm. She just wants to troll for whatever reason it is. And she's talking mad shit in that first half. Everybody's talking mad shit in that first half, saying, oh, look at these words They soft, always knew this shit. Cut to, and I didn't say nothing, except there was this one guy at the party who said, listen, lady, I don't know you. I don't know what you're about, but I don't know if you've been watching this series at all. It doesn't look like you have been, but the third quarter is the most important quarter in this series. You should stop antagonizing this man. But she kept going. And then that third quarter happened. And what happened in that third quarter, Jaquise? I
0: don't know why you coming at me like What happened, happened in that my... third quarter, Jaquise? <laughs> I
1: was I'm going for the Warriors too. They fucking showed up. That's what I'm fucking saying and they that girl up. that girl left and I I laughed the whole
0: time so loud. Although although I will say this, their third quarter last night was not like the third quarter from like game 6. Their third quarter last night was more of a product that the War, uh, that the Rockets. Missed 14,000 shots.
2: <laughs> that was a lot of shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man. they
1: couldn't hit a single fucking shot. I just wanted to point it out that that girl, she got wrecked. She on the list. Uh, she on the list? <laughs> She's on the What's list. What's her name? Natalie Shepard. Natalie Shepard, you
0: on
2: oh, the list? Ouch.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn. Uh, look, man, this has been this has been a fun playoff series for me, but I, you, you're from Chicago. Too. I am. I'm from Chicago, too. So, like... You know, I don't have a dog in the race. Uh, I'm I a just Bulls don't, fan. I just don't like LeBron. so. I mean, hey, I look, welcome. Welcome. you're rock. Right. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, oh, welcome to the welcome. room. Welcome. Welcome to the welcome. room. <laughs> See, but like for people like me and you from Chicago, mm-hmm. are you a Bulls fan? I'm guessing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like they don't get, like a lot of people when I say, look, I recognize he's a great, he's one of the greatest of all time. If you want to put him in number one at this point, 15 years in, I can't fucking
2: argue against you. Uh,
0: I have my own personal opinion. But I just don't like the dude because he's kicked our team out the playoffs yeah. too many fucking and he years. Did it,
2: and he did it in a petty way most of the time. Yeah, dude. I, did, I didn't like it. People you know?
0: forget, like, I he's, mean, he all mature and shit now.
2: But Young that LeBron first was an room, asshole.
0: Young LeBron was an asshole, dude. He was a dick. He was a dick, dude. He used to
2: dunk over our smallest person all the time and just stare at him <laughs> like he did something spectacular. That man yeah. is 5'2". Yeah. Yeah, Nate Robinson. <laughs> uh, yeah, and what, uh, what was his name? Yeah. Um, John something the third what you remember? oh John Salmons no not John oh, Salmons uh, uh, he was real little but LeBron like legitimately jumped over him yeah but then he acted like he was doing something special that's not special that's, that's not like special. jumping over a child that's yeah not, yeah he don't get celebrated for that I don't get it dude I mean oh, he's I a bully get. that's like I
1: mean that's what makes him so good is that he put on all that weight while still having you know very good guard skills and he can just bully people and that's that's what's so frustrating about that Celtics game on Sunday was like. Watching him like take it on two people and be like, there's no way he's gonna hit this shit. Yeah. And then he hit it. And you're just like, God damn. It's annoying. Dude. I've never seen someone single handedly win a game like
2: that. He's gotten really good. Like, he was always great, but then he <laughs> yeah. like, like, Went and taught himself how to shoot better. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I wasn't ready for for him to be making those shots he used to miss. All <laughs> yeah. Time. So like, yeah, now dude. it's like, oh, this is this like, is not cool. LeBron,
1: LeBron
0: <laughs> in the mid range is deadly. It's yeah. so
1: and that turnaround is too deadly, is so dude. nasty looking, but it just goes
2: right and in. When did this start happening? Yeah. Like <laughs> he used to he he used to get clowned for the he shots did. he would miss in the fourth quarter. Now he'll take any shot at any time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it could go in.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they're demoralizing too. It is. It's just demoralizing because. Especially when dude, like them two sidestep threes he took in Game Six at the end of that game yeah. were disrespectful.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was just really mean.
0: Disrespect. But honestly, dude, both the Rockets and the Celtics shot themselves in the foot. Terry Rozier, oh that nigga should have stopped shooting the ball. Trevor Ariza went oh for fucking uh, but, twelve, Jakees, dude.
1: Neil, I going to ask you this question because I respect you. If you're Terry Rozier and you're open, you're not gonna shoot that ball with your team on the line.
0: I mean, of course you're going to shoot the ball, but, like, take, like,
1: eight steps in and shoot a two. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, true. you didn't miss. After a while. while. <laughs> After a while, dude, After you got to know you're not helping your team, And man. if
2: you're Brad Stevens, do you consider sitting Terry Rozier? The yeah, man. That's true. The, when he
1: subbed in Terry Rozier for Jalen Brown, I was like, what? That's yeah, crazy. crazy Jerry, ja- Terry Rozier's not hitting shit. Jalen's been kind of playing okay. Like Even Morris was hitting shots,
0: dude. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, man. And Trevor Ariza, bro, you got to stop shooting the ball. Uh, that was my
1: favorite thing of just watching him brick every single one.
0: Brick. He was over for 12. Yikes. Over for 12. That shit was wrong. Uh, Do you like that, y'all? More basketball. We, st- we, well, we ended kept Friday's it, we episode. Kept it. Listen,
1: we kept it at like six minutes just for yeah. the basketball heads. We kept it at six minutes. Quick I also want to say everyone who came into my mentions attacking me for my Lakers opinion, Here's what I have to say to you guys. I respect respect your opinions. I respect Mm -hmm. your
0: opinions. Which is the most fucking passive aggressive way to say fuck off. (laughs) How's that? Uh, I don't know. I think it sounds sincere. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I
2: enjoyed it all weekend. Uh, All weekend.
0: Let's get some quick predictions out. Uh, I I got Warriors
1: in six. I got Warriors in five. All right. Warrior sweep. Warrior, Warrior Sweep. sweep? Yeah. wow. Warrior sweep. Let's just get bold with it. If you're, uh, welcome to the Culture Kings podcast. Yeah, if you're yeah, wondering yeah, who yeah. just made that very bold prediction. Stay out of my uh, mentions, though. Please. please. <laughs> I'm not here Don't come at him. Don't come at him. Don't come at him. I'm Edgar here. Jackie's Neil. We got a very, very special guest. Yeah, uh, yeah. My Chi-Town brother. That's right. I found out about this person because I'm a, I'm a big Hannibal Burris fan. Uh, and... Apparently, Hannibal Buress was in this music video, and I was like, "Let me go see what this music video is about." And it was an open mic eagle music video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, you remember it's the one where, like, it's like the guy surfing on the web and going through all those different like blogs and stuff like that. Yeah, a Tumblr based video. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what is this? Is fucking dope?" And then I was in LA for some reason. And I went and I saw this show called The New Negro yeah. at UCB Franklin. And yeah, it was like, yeah. it was you. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm seeing this dude everywhere. And then you were on Why with Hannibal Burris, And then I was like, all right, I got to keep following this dude's career. Yeah. So open mic, Eagle, amazing comedian, amazing rapper, amazing actor. What's good, my man?
2: Oh, man. Uh, at least one and a half of those things are not true. But I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate nah, dude. Appreciate you doing your you thing, thing man. Yeah. Oh, no, you no, no. You I love my life. I just, you know, I have to. I have to. uh Be real about my weaknesses.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. We always just real about our weaknesses. Yeah, that's for real. We wouldn't have a podcast. So, like, how do you,
1: like, just to get into it real quick, how do you feel like between the balance of like comedian and rapper? Like, which one do
2: you think you are more so? I mean, I really don't think I'm a comedian at all. Okay. I think think that, like, I've made uh, a bunch of life decisions that put me in positions where if I can be a little funny, it's like helpful to the thing I'm doing. Yeah. But nobody's dependent on me to be funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I get you know, I get to make musical contributions to things and if those are funny, that's great. Yeah. Um, but you know, personality wise, I get to just kinda chill and I can be the straight man yeah. a lot. I can uh, you know, be funny where I think it's works for me and it's not too far out of my um you know, my skill kit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh yeah, it's chill you know cuz you're definitely
1: not like a comedy rapper in the sense right. of like Lonely Island Ex- or like exactly. uh, right, any right. MC Chris or any of those dudes like yeah you make tracks yeah yeah, yeah. You like make I, tracks, and right? i
2: got i got a bunch of shit to say yeah, dude you know yeah. what i mean Hell yeah. so like you know and 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 that's not that i'm i'm against making um funny music at all um but i typically do have some type of statement i'm trying to make so, yeah you know i i tend to lean into that mostly
1: so is it more so they just have like a lot of comedians in your circle, like you know, like you and Hannibal, I are mean, like pretty
2: chill with each other. Yeah, I mean, but I've known me, me and Hannibal went to college together. Man, mm-hmm. I've known him like twenty years. Wow. You know what I mean, um, yeah, I went to Carbondale, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was his RA. I don't know. Wow, that's dope. you ever caught him doing some stupid shit? I mean, I was doing so much stupid shit. Yeah, I, was the worst, I was the worst R.A. Ain't I, shit I, to do so um, they don't know it, man. manage. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: especially if you're black. Yeah. You can't go too far out your campus out there.
2: Oh, no, I used to go all the way. We used to, we used to go kick it at a place called Fred's Barn. It wow. was like oh, yeah. 15 miles yeah, yeah. To, like into the next town. The motherfuckers had a Confederate flag. Yeah, dude. In the club. Yeah. And we used to kick it.
1: In the club? Yes, yeah. in the
2: club. <laughs> yeah, dude. And wow. we used to have our black-ass parties. <laughs> <laughs> under the, uh, authority the, <laughs> yeah, the authority of the confederate the authority of the confederate that's Yo, man. so wild Southern illinois i don't is racist about illinois dude no. you talk about
0: illinois dude chicago yeah. is not racist of course the rest of illinois <laughs> is racist as fuck well. <laughs> that's <I> mean, so <laughs>
2: wild it's just like california honestly i've had yeah. the that's most the most racist shit i've ever experienced in my adult life was in northern california Absolutely. you go you above san mean? francisco yeah. I, that's yeah. why i went to school yeah. and you you see some wild shit out there yeah you go past sacramento on the 5 you already yeah. some shit yeah yeah cuz country there yep. it's still yeah. country
1: shit is crazy dude uh well we were that. talking about like you know like you have a lot of comedians in your circle yeah. and stuff like that so like do you feel like that's what
2: where that misnomer kind of comes from where people kind of put you in that um, i mean i do co-host a comedy show that's you know true I mean? New so need, like, on yeah. uh, comedy central yeah i mean it's the live show too we've been doing a live show like two years yeah and um yeah and it's picked up it's on comedy central it's yeah it's and it's a comedy show that i'm involved in and i am you know help write for and, mm-hmm. and do music on and do all this stuff so like i it's not like it's not like i think it's some like huge accident or whatever that mm-hmm. people consider me a comic i just i'm so respectful of comedy especially stand up like yeah. i'm so respectful of it that i would never call myself that cuz mm-hmm. i don't That's take dope. those risks yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like i do music with a backing track like mm-hmm. I don't bomb, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I might do a show. Don't nobody show up, but right, anybody right. who's there, they're there to see me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not riffing. I'm not trying out new material mm. half the time. Like I'm, I'm writing songs and coming and performing them. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a lot different than. Doing stand up and working without a safety net. Yeah, so yeah. I, re- I respect that so much, and I think you know part of the reason I got that I'm kind of in that world is because I respect it so mm-hmm. much, and and I do like to perform my music on comedy shows, and that was like a um, another avenue that kind of got me embedded in that world.
1: Yeah, because I would I would label you as like, a, and again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a genius <laughs> or anything like that, but like uh, you're like in that alternative space yep. in terms of music, especially hip hop, and it's no accident that the comics that you hang around and the shows that I've seen you perform at are in the alternative comedy world exactly. as well. Like, you're not, like, you know, hitting up the clubs and, like, <laughs> like you know, I've, I mean, maybe you could do a show at the comedy store, but I've usually
2: seen you at, like, UCB Franklin or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the the most, you know, real kind of comedy spot I'll end up doing stuff is at the improv, but that's because they kind of have a space in there that's especially for everybody's, like, variety show. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like yeah. So it makes sense there. Yeah, the store is, like, the store, yeah, as like a club comic, yeah. The I have performed in a store once though. Was it for Roast Battle or nah? Um, you know, Marcella Arguello, of course, yeah. Um, she did a Michael Jackson Memorial show, okay, nice. And um, I performed on that, nice, yeah. Marcella's dope, yeah. I She's real
1: that. dope. She's right, dope. got a really great show, Woman Crush Wednesday, yeah. yeah go ahead and check that out.
0: Uh, also, you was on one of our boys You made your film debut Yeah, uh, We had Lamar Woods in here For that Black Panther episode We uh, recorded a few months ago Uh he Damn, wrote a movie. that was a few months it ago It was February, yeah dude uh, He wrote a movie that we promoted It's a Party, Open Mike Eagle was in that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Making mm-hmm. his film debut uh, Yo man, I'm hoping this movie Comes out and releases for the world to see It will, it fucking will Uh, But dope I thought that shit The movie Revolves around you
2: Yeah In in the most Existential Kind of like Like a waiting for Godot Exactly exactly. Yeah Exactly But that's You know Like that's To me is one of the Most interesting things About that movie Is that like It takes Like a real Classic Kind of Movie trope, but then mm. filters it through like these hip hop characters, Hell yeah, yeah, dude. And I think that like the juxtaposition and, and how, that's, how that's executed all through the movie is so great, it's like, so great. Dude. All of these, like,
0: she was so funny, too. It's so it's like so laugh
2: funny. out loud, yeah. funny, like for real. Our for real, uh, for real.
0: always Culture King Carl Tart was in that as well, yeah, you had a couple scenes with him,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah, man. You, uh, you look in the you got some other shit that you. Possibly gonna be jumping in film wise, or are you looking to keep doing that?
2: Um, you know, this is the thing. Like I took some acting classes and all that and um, you know, I learned some valuable things, but I truly, truly hate auditioning. Oh like, yeah. Truly like like yeah. and that's the thing. Like coming from music, you're just used to having what you have, making what you make. People either fuck with it or they, or don't, they don't fuck with it. Like for me to have to like take a day and get prepared to yeah. memorize some shit. I don't know if I'm gonna get you know right, what I mean right. and then nine times out of ten you don't like you don't I, my it. ego is not built for that type of shit yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't no. have the auditions so, it's uh, hard it's yeah. hard
0: to hear no 11 times out of 10 yeah <laughs> geez, and, and like, sometimes uh, it's 11 times a week yeah dude <laughs> can't. it's hard I
2: ain't, ain't built for it Yeah, yeah dude, so dude, like man, you know either. if uh if people want me to do stuff, you know where to find me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But Honestly,
0: well, that's where you want to be at, man. Yeah,
2: for real. You're real cool with my boy uh Benner, Michael Benner.
0: Yeah,
1: that's my dude. Yeah, that's, that's a, my dude, uh yeah. I co I co wrote something with him. And yeah, like me I could see like you know what I mean, like uh yeah, he told me about like that yeah. show that you guys had where like it was about you as like a rapper and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So yeah, like if a project is built around you, that's something that would that you'd be interested
2: yeah, in. Yeah, and I you know, and I and I am interested in, in writing and I do write stuff with Absolutely. Benner. Yeah, you know, like so that's to me, where I wanna be is having my own projects. Yeah. And so yeah, if if it's one of my own projects and it's something that I can be a part of in essence, yeah, I'm I'm completely down for that. You know? Mm. Yeah.
1: Uh
0: so,
2: I gotta
1: no go ahead, go ahead. We just got some breaking news, bro. Uh-oh. And we gotta kinda get into this. This Uh-oh. is fucking wild. What happened? Uh I know that y'all are uh 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 Familiar with Roseanne Barr. Oh, She's shit. Her- I saw that bullshit. Oh, so she way. tweeted that bullshit, but it's gotten even crazier. So she tweeted this very uh, racist tweet about uh, one of Obama's uh, old uh, aides. Yeah. Uh, uh, calling her a mix between uh, Muz- uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Brotherhood and Planet Pilated of the Apes. apes. Yeah. So um, Wanda Sykes walked from the show looking mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not returning as a writer. Everyone was going to wait and see what happened. It has just been announced that ABC will be canceling fuck yeah. Roseanne's show. <laughs> fuck yeah. She's Holy shit. So yeah. She's so stupid.
0: She's Holy so stupid. Shit. Fuck yeah.
1: Yo.
2: Damn, she's dumb as hell.
0: You had. Oh. Your show wasn't even that good. To, like, oh when the reboot was God. bad.
2: But it was, he, it, it was killing
1: it in numbers. It was killing it because it was killing numbers. it with racist motherfuckers. Hey, but they took the Trump approach. But they took the Trump approach. Like, Let's get the numbers in. Yeah,
0: fuck yeah. Damn, gee,
1: you and had, just you been had, canceled you had, by ABC. You yeah. had one job, one job, job. <laughs> one
2: job. <laughs> and that was just to hold your racism <laughs> to whoever's surrounding you. You know, let them write it into the show. <laughs> right, like write it into the show. Your only job was to not embarrass yourself on Twitter. And you did. And not even just once! <laughs> yeah. You did. Twice. Oh, my God. She kept going. Damn. It's over. How what about that? fucking idiot. Make
0: America great again, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's crazy to me is that, like, America took that gamble. Or not America. Network television took that gamble where it's like, this is the way to do it. And, like, they're bringing back fucking Tim Allen's show. Last Man standing. And then, like, all the pilots this year were basically multicam. And I think yeah, huh? what it's showing is, listen, they're not the market, man. Like, at the end of the day, it's,
0: it's probably started with Will and Grace.
1: Uh, well, Will and Grace was what started, but Will and Grace didn't even come close to Roseanne numbers. No, numbers-wise, like, no. those Roseanne numbers were crazy. It felt like we were back in the 90s. Ba- yeah, but those were those was nineties TV numbers, and everyone was like, "What uh, is going on?" Which is crazy. But I think that what it shows is just like, listen, I don't know, man. These liberal people, when they get mad, they get loud in a yeah. way that conservatives don't. Yeah, and it will fuck your like ABC's. Just like listen, we're not trying to fuck up our revenue. Good reddings, yeah, bitch.
2: That's Disney. They can't, uh, they can't be out there like that.
0: Nah. Yeah. <laughs> she she's been saying some a while. Like when the Obama deal got announced, first of all, shout out to the Obamas, man. Do your fucking thing. With
3: What's their she say Netflix. About that Netflix.
0: Well, she was like, uh, I don't think somebody should be going from politics to TV. Leave that to the professionals. Uh, but people who want to go from TV to politics. I get that. That's a natural. I was like, "Shut your old fat mouth ass up!" Yeah, like, are a big damn dummy, man. You a <laughs> moron, man. You a moron. And you know what? You know what? Look, this is not to me. This is not me saying like benefit of the doubt type shit, because uh, there's no benefit of the doubt. But I do think there is an element to these dumbass people like her who say a lot of this shit because they knew they know it plays to their fan base. Of course. Uh, of course. So, not saying they don't believe it, but they feel more and they're trying to rile their fan Yo, base up.
2: I think Roseanne is legit a little bad Oh, she shit, legit. Girl. She's bat like legit crazy. a little bad shit. Like, that shit she tweeted about Trump saving them kids, Yeah, that's like a real deep... Alt right conspiracy theory that like you you if you going for that shit you all the way down the rabbit hole. Yeah, like that's That's not that's not even some shit that really plays with the fan base because most people don't even know they that even shit. Know like that. that's some shit you. You know, on the bright bar the bright parts, like yeah. in the comment section. <laughs> the like you bar, know what I mean? Bar. Like that's yeah. you're not that's on you know the threads with that exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. You in you yeah. in you deep in, in Reddit it's
3: like those
1: websites that like they're not even news, it's just like somebody's blog spot. Yeah, it's like drudge and that type <laughs> yeah. of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah like dude. that's
2: when when them things come out, man. And so like if she's she was tweeting that shit. She she's lost. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I lost it. That's yeah. true.
1: And what's so crazy is that she had a multi million dollar platform. Like, Damn, you know what I mean? she like, mean? Like people like that don't get those kind of platforms. Like Richard Spencer is never going to have a network television show. Yeah. So uh, it was insane that you know they had that because I remember when Adult Swim had that show, uh, Million Dollar Extreme. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that show? Mm-hmm. It was this, it was this comedy group called Million Dollar Extreme, and they had an alt right show on Adult Swim.
2: Right, and oh, because like, my boy Fantano, the needle drop dude, you know that dude? He's uh, a music reviewer. Yeah, yeah. He yes, got in trouble yes. behind interviewing that dude. I think. Oh, really? One yeah. of them? Somebody okay. from that? He's
1: your boy, Fantano. Yeah, that, he's that, that's he's somebody that's that my I wanna, dude, I've yeah. wanted yeah. to throw
2: hands with for a long. Really, time. Really, you want to fuck up?
1: Fantano? I, I don't want to fuck him up. I think he had a punch in there, too. I'm not saying I'm gonna win. <laughs> he's got but, a bigger guy than, he's, than he look like too. He's but, got a sometimes dude. his music reviews piss me off. Oh, yeah, because he'll be like, Yo, this album was great. This album was this. I love this album. Six out of ten. Yeah. I'll be like, come on. Dog. <laughs> yeah, he's done like, that with my shit. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? I, <laughs> and I, that's your boy. It is. But, yeah, but you man. know, but I, I really, I honestly, I, I respect that dude. I respect sure. that dude. Like, and, and not that I agree with him on most of this shit, but just like, he a dude who's made his bones just standing on his little weird ass opinions. And I can't like, you know, that's I can't true. fault him for that. Yeah, he has know? a following people that respect him. He got a
1: huge him. fucking he's following, He's got a huge... And then like, but it's just that that part of me where it's just like I feel like you're trolling me a little bit. Like I feel oh, like your purpose. I mean, he probably is, but I don't he's know. a really smart dude though. That's why, like, he's a really like the way he he never will break down something by being like I don't like it. Like he'll break it down and explain to you. He'll be like, well, you know, it seems derivative of this, or I didn't really feel like the beat. Like mm-hmm. you can clearly tell that he's knowledgeable about music, but yeah. like. <laughs> And maybe it's me being like, you know, I wish that he would give, like, Tyler's album or James Blake's album, like, you know, a little bit higher. But, like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm really like, I can't. If I ever meet you in person, I'm going to have some words for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ma- let's make that happen, y'all. Let's make that happen. Uh, <laughs> let's
0: have him on the pod. Let's have let's him on, have the, on pod. the pod. <laughs> and just, it'll be the live version. So we can see y'all throw some hands. Uh, speaking of throwing hands, man, I got to talk to you about this. Uh, you're a wrestling fan. I'm a big, huge fucking wrestling I'm a wrestling fan. fan. Yeah. Are you currently watching? Do you watch now? Yeah, or? I didn't.
2: I didn't. Um, only call like maybe the first third of Raw last night because I actually forgot it yet. came on because of the game and shit yeah, exactly. I looked up and it was oh shit that's right I, I started I watching it once the game ended because I was like I need something else to watch Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so hyped up right now <laughs> I didn't. I had Herald Night last night so I didn't watch it I didn't get home until super late but I'm, I'm gonna watch it on Hulu today Hulu yeah. Raw is dope uh, yeah Hulu
2: Raw is kinda tight
0: like, cause they condensed that, that three hour show yeah. to an hour and a half they cut all the whack shit out <laughs> and ain't that
2: crazy that half the show is it's useless it's useless <laughs> <laughs> half your three-hour show could be wow. cut to an hour and a half, dude, and then approved by <laughs> WWE. Right. Like this. Y'all pay these motherfuckers to write right. this shit, and half of it is no, like Nobody y'all don't even care. It's bad, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh my god, it's bad, it's bad. But I love it, dude. I, I mean, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm very there for it. I, I've been really getting disillusioned lately. It's, it's been getting bad. I just feel like now it's just clearer than ever, especially like following WrestleMania. They don't think none of this shit through. There's yeah. no plans for none of this none shit. Of like, they just they they have these they they kind of book for moments like you, you get the moment, but there's yeah. like no follow through. Like yeah. like you have Charlotte beat Oscar, Oscar. On WrestleMania like two year undefeated streak, and then you have Charlotte lose to Carmella. Yeah, like what the fuck sense is that? Yeah. You that know makes what I no mean? sense. If you was gonna do that.
0: Have Oscar win, and then have Carmela cash in. Exactly. That's that's how you write exactly. TV,
2: dude. Because now you you've lost that whole heat. You've with lost her, that the whole Splendor heat. What's so wild though
1: is that if you look at the resume of those writers, it's crazy stacked. Like they're yeah. like old SNL guys or like old people. Like we're talking about like classic writers, but maybe but you got to that... be
0: a different type of writer to write. That's what I'm that saying. Stuff, maybe man. they don't
1: write like you know, dramatic structure opera. in a way. Yeah, it's
0: not even. It's so it's a soap opera. So you it's it, you it, it has to follow a storyline that. You have to see all the way
1: through, yeah, and shit like that. But they're comedy writers. They're trying to write like you know really funny characters to do like wild stuff. And From all. my yeah. understanding,
2: what happens is this: because everybody wants that job. Yeah. Everybody loves wrestling. Yeah. And, and all writers love wrestling. They all want that job, and they get there and they find out real quickly that like none of their good ideas ever get through. Like Vince is just like nah. Vince he kiboshes every yeah. like they'll he'll have them write in Monday TV on Thursday. And then Monday morning, he changed he everything. Changes everything. Wow. He changes everything, and it just beats the spirit out of them. After a while, where they yeah. stop, they stopped coming with new ideas, and they just kind of give Vince the idea that they know he'll like. He'll it. like, yeah. It. yeah. Which sucks. Get the idea dude. Through. Yeah.
0: Which sucks because, like, the WWE now is kind of like the Blackhawks back in like the nineties and two thousand. Like, it's gonna be better once Vince dies, <laughs> which is <laughs> so shitty. Because that's what happened you with don't the think Black Stephanie's Hawks. Going to be any different, dude? Well, Triple H is gonna be in charge. And Triple Whoa, H... Well, why, why don't you
1: think Stephanie could be in charge? He, Triple H is the guy in charge of, like... But that's, like, the story. I don't believe that Ste- Triple H is really in charge. Like, you know what I mean? Triple
0: H is in charge he's of... He's definitely. He's a, he's think a, he's a like, he's legit He's a, a ceo yeah, oh, yeah, okay. he's he's, legit. he's in charge of talent and affairs. That's and, so wild. Why he jump over Stephanie like And he's that? in charge... Oh, she's... Stephanie's in charge of the business side. Yeah. Oh, Okay. But, but you don't and really so business on the side. look business side Vince is doing his thing They're I'm talking story it. side right? yeah yeah so Triple H will be in charge of you story You be side. in like
1: that room and like, be
0: he, like has be. Mm. he has to be. He has to be. cuz he's in charge of NXT and NXT exactly, is
2: Exactly. And that's his his, that's his creative baby. vision yeah. is NXT. So yeah. like they tell stories and 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 all of that but like Vince is the last word on all story on the main roster which is insane and so when he dies everything will be
0: okay it'll be okay I want to hear what your favorite match ever was because I have damn which you know it it may not be your favorite match ever but I want to hear it because I got mine I got two so if you got two Edgar if you have one definitely let's throw it then we're going to jump into a segment I've been wanting to do with you for a little bit but I want to hear about your favorite match damn G Uh, after the break okay.
2: okay after the break break time good I can think. you can thank we'll be back
0: And we back, we back, getting on this WWE wrestling bit. Uh, all right, so let me go ahead and throw mine out in case you need a couple extra seconds.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. I got two. They both involve the Rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet one of them's one of the ones I was thinking of. Probably, yeah. probably.
0: One of them is Rock Triple H Backlash 2000. Interesting. No, I don't uh, remember that one that well. well. All right, you remember it was when Stone Cold came back, uh-huh. like he, had, you know, injured his neck. And he only came back for a special appearance. That was when uh, Triple H and Stephanie first formed, like, the, the uh, McMahon-Helmsley the, faction. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Old yeah, school. when they first got married. And, uh, and like, the deck was stacked against The Rock. It was, like, all of them. Vince McMahon was, like, or uh, Shane McMahon was, like, the special guest referee. And all The Rock had was Stone Cold, who Vince kept saying, is not showing up. And, dude, throughout that entire match... Just not looking good. And all of a sudden, glass shatters. Mm-hmm. He comes walking out. He can't even kick. He can't do no moves because he's still fresh off of neck surgery. But he just keep hitting motherfuckers with chairs. Just knocking everybody out. Rock, rock bottoms, Triple H. One, two, three. Yeah. I ain't never seen a crowd pop Ugh. like that in my life. The only time I've seen a crowd pop as hard as that is Money in the Bank, CM Punk versus John Cena. Oh, <laughs> when CM Punk came out in Chicago... That's the only other time I've seen a crowd pop like that. That's my number one. Number two, Rockstone Cold, WrestleMania 17. That
2: one was on my list. Yeah,
0: I mean, you just can't get more classic than Fantastic that. Match, it was one bro. of the best
2: matches I've ever seen. But yeah, even those was my... The, even with the obvious... Uh, uh,
0: the heel turn?
2: Nah, when he dropped the blade... You ever oh, see that yeah, shit? That's yeah. the funniest shit in the world. He yeah. dropped that blade and he's like looking for
0: the shit. Yeah, dude. It was crazy, man. Five star
2: match though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so okay. I would I would I feel like there's gotta you gotta put like HBK Flair in it. <sighs> that was such a good match. That dude. retirement match. Yeah. It was fucking incredible. Such I could watch that match. ending over and over again, right?
0: Yeah. It was so fucking poetic. Yeah. So
2: poetic. Dude. I love you and yeah. Falling on him with the pin and all that. It's great shit. It was great. Um but then I'm feeling like I want to do something like Omega Okada. Oh. Um the first one? I wanna say nice. the first. one um, Nice. But I'm also thinking about Is that
0: then that, is that New Japan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 have yeah, you, yeah. Have you not seen that match? I've seen it, but I don't okay. like know it. Yeah. Like that. I've just seen like, oh, you need to watch this. I've that watched match is it. fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy, dude.
2: And then uh Gargano Almus is an incredible I've seen that. match. That's a yeah. good match. That's yeah, a man. good ass match. Those are
0: good ones, man. Those are good ones. Yeah, it's you? hard to choose, man. It is hard to choose, man. And like if I if I like go outside of WWE and shit, like New Japan is dope as shit. If you're not watching New Japan, like and no, I am not let me not front like, like I'm watching it all the time. I me mean, like, neither, shit. I don't. But like when I hear something that's dope, I go and watch it, uh, like Jericho yeah, and uh, and, o, uh, and Omega. Omega. Yeah, dude, they're killing. They've been killing it this past year, dude. Yeah, uh,
2: and I go to a lot of the indie stuff, like the PWG that's down here in LA, which mm-hmm. is which is the, some of the best wrestling in the world, and a lot of the guys there, are guys who are in Ring of Honor and Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and so that you know Bullet Club spans PWG, Ring of Honor, all the way to New Japan, yeah, and everything in between. So. Um, I've seen a lot of awesome matches right here in LA, like yeah, dude, yeah, like world class caliber talent, man. So I recommend anybody who's local here to check out PWG. It's hard to get tickets, but yeah, it's the you best got a wrestling ever. podcast too, right? I do. It's called Tyson Fights. Yeah, every man. Wednesday, every check that Wednesday, out. I know we got a couple
0: wrestling Thursday. fans at. Yeah. That fuck with your
2: kids. I hope we did because we just talked about it for ten minutes. Hell so I hope yeah. somebody, somebody, somebody cares a little bit. Somebody, somebody gonna love somebody. it. Somebody, always man. that one person who
1: be like, that's yes, always, they spoke to me.
0: Yeah, and that's always that one person who's like, Ugh, they talked about wrestling for ten minutes. And to that person,
1: I respect fuck? your opinion. I mean, <laughs> 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 what you got, Edgar? You got one? You a got favorite, favorite match? You know, I have. I don't have a favorite wrestler. But, <laughs> man, I, I mean, I thought you might. I don't, you
0: used to watch it when you was a kid. I
1: watched it when I was a kid because my grandpa loved it, but I kind of fell out of it after you know he passed. So like, yeah, yeah. I don't really watch it as much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, special shout out to HBK, Undertaker, too, WrestleMania. Yeah, yep. uh, Which one you like better, the first or the second one?
2: Damn, I can't say I've seen them recently enough to remember the difference, but I liked them both a lot. Um, yeah, first one was my
0: favorite.
2: First one was with the crazy entrances, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. like light versus dark. Yes, that, that shit, shit
0: was, was dope. dope yeah. That shit was dope uh alright man we can't we can't let you get out of here without talking about some music a little bit. uh, people love when we talk about music, so we got somebody in here who actually does the damn thing. uh, we always drop some top five, so here's a new top five for your ass. Let's talk about some of our top five albums that kind of shaped our fucking lives mm. or whether it's musically or you just remember it from just such a happy fucking moment in your life. Uh, or you remember it like it got you through something, uh, anything, anything that shaped your life, we can hit up. What we like to do is we like to go one by one, drop our album, and then if we got anything we want to say about it, uh, why it's on our list or anything like that, then we go ahead and talk about that. Uh, But, man, open mic, you got the open floor. Let's see um, what you got. Which what, you know, it doesn't have to be in any particular order. I'm gonna either. be real
2: on brand here. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say the first album I always think of when anybody ever asked me about albums, because to me, it's uh, my favorite album of all time. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Midnight Marauders from a child called Quest? Uh, Absolute uh-huh. uh, masterpiece to me. When I first heard it, I was like 12 or 13 years old, and it was like one of the first four or five CDs I had so I would just listen to it just constantly on repeat yeah um and just yeah some of the some of the best just um beats and rhymes and songs with feelings you know what I mean yeah, songs with feeling like just it had a, a certain mood to it the production had a certain feel to it that um you know I think a lot of groups have tried to um match but it's it's, it's a high mark you know Yeah one of the most impactful rap albums on me for sure yeah Dope. That's a good one, man. That's That's a good one. Very good one. What
1: you got, E? My number one is kind of a similar story. Uh, 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 This is an artist that I've grown up with, and I, I, uh, man, I'm a. I mean, I'm trying hard not to stand for him anymore, but this album was very, very impactful for me. One of the first CDs I've ever owned, and by CD, uh, there's this girl in my class named Felicia, where if you paid her a dollar, Mm -hmm. she would burn whatever album you wanted. Damn, a dollar? She was shorting herself out. Bro, but she made bank. We used to pay five for them joints in high (laughs) school, man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is the second album I ever got from her, and that is Kanye West's late registration that's a fantastic record i mean listen i i loved it to death and even so that when it scratched uh when i in my move from new york to texas i went to mexico and bought it on bootleg for 50 cents because i was like i need this album (laughs) so dude you got two late registration albums for For a a dollar (laughs) fifty <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, listen, dope. my parents were very. I mean, you know how I was raised. So my parents uh, were very anti music. I had to be sneaky with that. That's I had to be dumb as Oh, I album. I love the sneakiness. I just yeah. love how cheap you paid for two fucking <laughs> albums. Uh, two. I mean, two of the one of the greatest rap albums ever. Yeah, yeah it's, and like you know, so influential on me. It, it was Kanye at his most outspoken politically, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like really saying shit. Uh, and then some of the production. I mean, the production on Gone Alone is like, that's a song that I constantly go back Gone's to and be like, that, that is, is so wild man. how good this song is. Dude,
0: when, I mean, when we made our Ultimate Kanye album, me and you both put that as it has to it close has the album. It close the album up. Just his last verse on that track is just so goddamn good. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It's a it great... predicts his life as well, uh, yeah. that song.
0: <laughs> it's a great fucking track.
1: But uh, yeah, I mean, late registration definitely on that list for me. Dope. Uh we always end
0: up having some type of crossover. I have a feeling that this is where our crossover stops. So let me just <laughs> go ahead and get it out. Lay registration was on my it was my number one. It's uh, also my number one. Yeah. Uh I was I was uh a sophomore. A sophomore or a junior in high school, I can't remember, when that shit came out. And and being from Chicago, like you know, college dropout was dope as shit. We had known about Kanye even before college dropout. With the producing and shit like that, like I told, I've we've said this before. Him and my aunt went to the same high school, so you know Chicago knew a little bit about Kanye before the world really fell in love with him. But damn, if I didn't feel like re- late registration was just like a song for the South Side of Chicago, mm. to, uh, or an album for the South Side of Chicago, man. Every drive slow uh crack music roses like man i feel like every goddamn track on that album was like yes this is something that i recognize from my experience of growing up uh here in the city just as a black family and like you said it was him at his like highest political point where he was like all right man kanye i feel you oh yeah george bush don't care about black people all mm-hmm. right i feel you i feel you it was man such a good album, Pete Kanye for me, man. Even though I'm a huge fan of Graduation, uh, I'm a huge fan of College Dropout. I feel like late Registration was Kanye's coming out party. That's when I, that's when everybody was like, "Oh, this nigga is here." Yeah, this, this nigga is here. He he's on the list already. Uh, so yeah, that's that's up there for me.
2: Who you got, Mike? Man, uh, yeah, we about to really uh, kill the overlap. Um, <laughs> Uh my next album is from a, a group called a, a rock band called They Might Be Giants. Oh, it of course. It's called Flood. Um and it's an album I've been listening to Oh, I wanna hear this since nineteen ninety. You know what I mean? Like um so I was in grade school and um it I don't you know, like I I can't recommend it or nothing like that though. Okay, Because okay, it's okay. like you like what I've learned about this band, and this is my favorite band. But it's either like you kind of wired to fuck with this, or you're not. Because gotcha. so it's like very unconventional. Yeah, their voices are mad nerdy. Like it's a lot of accordion and shit. I know them it. from
1: Tiny Tunes. They yes. used to do a lot of music in Tiny Tunes. Exactly. Toons. Yeah. Really. The Tiny yeah. Tunes
2: was was the first time That's that like dope. that I saw them. They did a uh, Particle Man mm-hmm. and Istanbul's Constantinople Tiny yeah. Tunes. Yeah, and I, all of that is on this album. Um I, uh, but it's, it's music that's real special to me just because I love how, like, how they create music, like, the music theory aspect of it, their chord mm. progressions and all of that. Um, and then on top of that, their lyrics, like, they, they they sing about really smart stuff, really emotional stuff, really vulnerable stuff. It's always really, like, clever Um but it's just them. Like, they always sound like them. They never try to sound like anybody else. And this album actually went platinum. And if you heard it now, you, wow. would, you would not believe it at all. Yeah. You would <laughs> yeah. not believe it at
1: all. And especially to go platinum back then with, like, yeah. no internet or anything like that. Right.
0: Which is tough. What was it called? They Might Be Giants? They Might Be Giants. They do a lot the of theme songs. songs. They do. did uh, the,
1: the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle and yep, the theme song uh, to uh, The Daily Show. Uh, daily okay. Show. Yep. All right.
0: Yep. What's, the name what's, the, what's the band name again?
2: They Might Be Giants.
1: That, uh,
0: okay. What oh, was the album's the album? called yeah. Flood. 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 Dope. Fuck yeah, dude.
2: I'm really interested to see what you think. I want to know. you holler after will, after you I'll listen to you a yeah, yeah. I'll give you a holler.
0: I'll give you holler. I mean, like, just I'm a huge fan of bands that not only are their own type of band, but also do shit like Tiny Toons and make mm-hmm. themes. like, th- like those bands don't get enough play. They right? don't. They don't. Get enough uh, they don't get enough respect. It's not easy to be that type of a band because people will listen to be like oh, the ones who made the theme song from Malcolm in the Middle, instead of actually like, oh, no, they actually got good music too. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, album yeah. after
2: album. They dropped the album this year. Like they Dope. Yeah, Fuck they, they wow. keep them coming. They yeah. keep them coming. I love that. I love that. That's a good one. What you got, E? Uh,
1: my number two album is one that I respect musically, of course, but I also respect it kind of uh, going off of what Mike said on like, the production level of it and on the theory level of it and also what it meant as an artist. Uh, It's Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm -hmm. Uh, First thing that I respect about the album is the idea of collaboration and how he had this idea and he brought in some musically, musically gifted people to help him realize that idea. People like Terrence Martin or uh, Kamasi Washington or Thundercat who like could come in and be like, all right, I see what you're trying to go for. Here's how you get it. And I respect that. The second thing I respect about it is that Kendrick Lamar was coming off of an extremely hot album in Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. And he could have followed it up with another record like that. But he was just like, you know what? I really want to make this political statement, and I want to make a jazz album. And it kind of, like, fucked him over a little bit. Like, the tour did not do well. It, it did. And I didn't know that. Uh, I mean, he did, like, something really small. Mm-hmm. Like, he did, like, that uh, that uh, King Kuta Sessions, okay. where he didn't play, like, big stadiums. Like I mean, compare it to the damn tour. And it's like... Wildly different. Uh, uh, I think I read somewhere uh, a top saying, like, yeah, we lost
2: money on that tour. Damn. Oh, I guess he, because he had a whole band out too. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll kill you. Yeah. (laughs) Kill you on the road. So, like, yeah,
1: he, like, I think when he played here, he did like uh, uh, the wheel turn or something like that, which is like, we're talking about Kendrick Lamar, right, right. and he was doing the wheel turn. And, like, uh, 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 I, I mean, I feel like if I got a band together, maybe in two years, I could do the wheel
2: <laughs> <laughs> That is confidence, folks. <laughs> uh,
1: that's
0: that's Edgar. <laughs> I mean, Boy. I could get a band together and I'll
1: be playing a wheel turn in two years. You know what I'm saying? I'm Give me say four and I'll be, be at the farm, niggas. I'm just saying, it's not a crazy big venue. Where did you see Kendrick Lamar at this year, uh, uh, Jaquise? Uh, Stables That's what I'm saying <laughs> Like that's wild I'm just saying
2: I've been you know Putting out racks For nine years right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll see you at the Wilton In a month bro, I <laughs> yeah, promise okay. I...
2: Your mouth to God's ears homie. Hey. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, But like so, like, in that sense, like, that he was, like, I want to make this album that, like, you know, and a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of, like, original Kendrick people kind of wrote him off on that album being, like, why make this album? Like, it's not fun and all this stuff. And so to for him to make that album and be, like, it's more important for me to make that statement really spoke to me as an artist where I was just, like, you know what? Like, yeah, you could make something that's extremely poppy and very popular and, like, people really hop on it. But it's dope to me to think that, like, there's someone out there who, at the height of their career, was just like, "I'm gonna go for this and try to make a statement." Yeah, I'm gonna go for this and try to, like, you know, alienate
2: some of my fan base at the cost of like something higher. I, you know, I didn't even realize that that wasn't looked at um, as successful business wise. It makes a lot of stuff about damn makes sense of how like you know broad, oh, yeah. broadly appealing it is. Damn goes the complete opposite yeah, direction. You know, I, yeah. but I didn't know that. I, I that's 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 interesting to uh, to find out. Hmm. It's a good fucking album, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kendrick. It's an amazing album. I feel like
0: uh, in a while, Kendrick may be on my list, like if we do this type of thing a few years from now. Because uh, I like to live with albums for a long-ass time uh, before I say, oh, yeah, that shaped me, which is why, uh, to kind of break from going breaking from hip-hop, uh, right now, 2003 album, Songs About Jay Maroon 5. Mm. Um <laughs> That song was, in, that, that album was fucking, uh, hey, dude, it's a good album. <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good album, I don't
2: man. know. I can't tell if uh, it if, uh, if, if, if hey, agrees or yeah, not. I don't know. It's great. something. <laughs> It doesn't agree it's a good, good sure album it's a good album it's a good album I'm not sure that's the sound of agreement That's uh, not <laughs> the
1: sound of agreement it's a good
2: it's album it's a good album, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good album
1: ridicule that's not ridicule it's a come on dog I mean what's
0: your it's come a good, on, good man. album I love dude not even that,
1: Beauty I, Queen only remember 5 was
0: dope man I mean that's also when they was when Kanye was fucking with him yes, uh, yes he was, he as well and they was making like and Adam Levine or Levine however you say his name was making tracks for Kanye on late registration yeah. yeah. Um, for some reason, like that, that album came out when I was in high school, of course. and it was right when I started acting. Um, so, like, I went from you know little known fact I, I thought when I was going to be a rapper, uh, and then I stopped doing that, and I didn't know what the fuck I was going to be doing. And then start auditioning for plays. Start hanging out with white people. Yeah. And then Maroon. he's lived the very
1: like, Disney I went, Channel original movie I went life. In the very I opposite see. way.
0: Yeah. And songs about Jane, like somebody introduced that to me. I was like, oh, this is okay. All right, these white boys actually making some good music. Uh, I feel it. And not only that, dude, it was a good. It's a good, it's record. A it's a good, good record. It's a lot of good songs on it. Yes, but it for is. me, it, it, it signifies... Uh, the 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 change, like the fork in the road in my life, and I went down one mm. side. Yeah. Like when I think about that moment in my life, this album is the album that is the soundtrack. Yeah, of like that moment. Yeah, of in course. My life. Like
1: you know, like there's this, there's this moment in your life where um uh you're looking at the gun and the weed on the table, mm-hmm, and then you're mm-hmm. looking at the script and being like, which one do I pick? Mm. And then and then there, uh, she will be loved. And then she will be loved uh,
2: and she will. <laughs>
0: And I start going over to that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should
2: be the new official video For the song right It's
1: your
0: life
2: choices Yeah man.
0: get at me Adam Get at me <laughs> M5 Let's remake the entire video catalog Of songs about Jane oh, man. Uh, That's number two for me uh, We gonna get back to this Cause we got a lot more
2: We back. All right, number three. Who you got? Open mic. Uh, back on brand. Daylight Soul. Stakes is high. Fuck yeah. This is their third album. Yes, yeah, third album. Mm -hmm. Um, Came out I think in '96. um, At a time when um, you know uh, gangster rap had really kind of solidly took over hip hop Mm -hmm. uh, in America, and you know people were looking to see what. the alternative voices were going to do. And De La Soul is coming from a space of having been called hippies when they first came out in 91. And, um, uh, they did De La Soul is dead and kind of, of a response to that. And then they followed it up with stakes is high, which is probably, um, their album that feels the most grounded. Uh, cause obviously they were still living in the same neighborhoods where the, you know, the gangster stuff was happening and unfolding in front of the national, uh, or, you know, the national conversation, but they were maintaining a perspective of that's not the only way things have to be mm-hmm. um and they think, were uh, deeply rooted in it <clears throat> yeah.
1: do you think they get the respect that they deserve like in terms of what they contributed to hip hop
2: i don't know if i don't know if hip hop is set up right now where the metrics um reflect the respect adequately i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think we can measure it right you know what i mean mm-hmm. cuz i feel like it's so all about copy so yeah you know it's so all about that so it's like it's hard to measure influence you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if you even look at like the best thing we probably do is like the VH1 hip hop honors type yeah. shit right yeah. Like yeah. where we like really yeah. give back and and, and kind of show who you know took this culture to where it is but even that it's always kind of defined by who had the biggest hits yeah you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. not like they don't have a category for influencers or people who are alternative voices or people who are on smaller labels yeah. or, you know what I mean like they just yeah, right. don't have that you know so yeah. it's it's real tough I mean one of the most valuable things that can happen is just conversations like this where people mm-hmm. talk about what influenced them because mm-hmm. on, the, on the grand scale just we don't have the ways to measure that right yeah, now like only real hip hop heads will like even pick up on a name like De La Soul and right. stuff like that unfortunately that's the case mm-hmm. you know and they still out there doing it yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow yo who you got man
1: uh, so I'm going to say two albums back to back because they kind of, uh, uh, coincide with how they affected my life. And that, f- uh, uh, it's, uh, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, and, uh, Radiohead's In Rainbows. Oh my God, uh, the In Rainbows album. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, yeah. So in college, I kind of had like a very dark time, uh, 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 I would call a suicidal time, uh, uh, uh kind of a uh, you know like uh spent some time uh uh, uh dealing with like you know uh, uh being on suicide watch in college and all that stuff so I had to listen to a lot of music and the two albums that really affected me was uh uh Bon Iver Bon Iver and Radiohead in rainbows in a in a way that's still visceral for me sometimes like where like a song from in rainbows will come out and I'll just like tears will start to form in my eyes because the, the music production in that album is so beautiful and the lyrics are so like you just it just hits you in your soul in a way that you're just like man uh, this girl showed me in rainbows for the first time ever. This girl named Brianna Moya, and uh, she showed me uh, the show the song "Weird Fishes," and she said, "This is a song that no matter what you're feeling, if you hear it, you'll start feeling happy." Mm. It's written into the production of the music, and it's true till this day. Anytime I hear that song, immediately I just get like this buzz of like calm and uh, uh, ecstasy over me that like. That whole album kind of gives me. And then on the other side of that, Bon Iver, Bon Iver is an album that I go to whenever I'm upset or angry. I'm like, I just want to chill and be calm. And that album just reminds me of calm. Uh, One of my favorite memories is one time I was listening to that album. I was like stressed out for some reason. I was listening to it and I fell asleep and my roommate came back. And then like, he was just like, I'm just going to wait until this dude wakes up and turns off his laptop. But uh, he then fell asleep. So when I woke up, I apologized to him. I was like, hey man, I'm sorry, dog. I didn't mean to leave it on. He's like, hey, nah, dude, don't worry. That was the most peaceful sleep I've ever had. Damn. Because, like, it's just such a smooth, calm. I mean, Justin Vernon, like, I mean, how he came into, like, the whole Bon Iver project is he got sick one time and went to this cabin and started writing songs. And, like, I feel like that essence is in the music. It feels very woodsy, very, like, in nature and stuff like that. So those, that's where those two albums come in for me.
0: Dope. Good shit, man. It's good to have those albums, man, that you can remember as a time that, like, got you out. Mm-hmm. Of a dark place, man. Uh, those are important. Those are important. Uh, Blueprint, mm. Jay Z. Mm. Um, We're I gonna mean, talk about hits. Dog. Uh, now, not only was it Kanye West's coming out party as far as a uh, just producer, a producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, in my opinion, a bona fide classic from Jay Z. Uh, it, it put him on the map. Uh, it was the introduction of oh, Jay Z and Beyonce and uh, together type thing because that's kind of when they first started like fucking around with each other uh is 2001 came out right after 9-11 mm-hmm. uh,
1: I, thought it, I thought it debuted on 9-11 I yeah, probably it did dropped, dropped yeah, it 9/11. Say, yeah. yeah it dropped on 9-11 yeah it dropped on 9-11 Carmichael joke when his dad's like did you hear did you hear about the bomb and he's like yeah I hear these bombs that Jay-Z's dropping on this track <laughs> yeah dude it it is just uh, for me you
0: know I grew up in the church household too so Jay-Z was the first album I ever had, like, rap, hip-hop album I ever had, uh, volume three. So I was like, all right, Jay-Z, you tight, you tight. Then The Blueprint came out. It's like, Mm -hmm. God damn, Song Cry is still one of the best fucking hip-hop songs you'll ever hear, in my opinion. It's just so beautiful and different, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, Blueprint, Jay-Z, it would be crazy for me not to put it on my list because it is my ultimate hip-hop album. Uh, Even though it's kind of commercialized at this point,
2: uh, for me, it's right there. Right there. Word up. Um, My next one is uh, Frank Black's Teenager of the Year. Um, Frank Black was the lead singer of the Pixies. Okay. Um, And this is his second solo album called Teenager of the Year. Um, And it's just another album that I was listening to when I was in like grade school and really... um, First able to discover music and go to the go to you know coconuts or Sam goody or whatever, and like spend my little money to get music like mm-hmm. this one of the first albums I bought it was like oh man, I just love everything about this like mm-hmm. from the cover art to the songs um energy songwriting all of that um It's 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 one of those ones that don't age that well. Mm -hmm. You know, you go back and like, okay, this is like one of them CDs with twenty one tracks on it. Just because you could do that back then, like (laughs) he didn't really need need all these. He didn't need all these. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could have talked about eight of these and had a solid ass album. Exactly, but just it's one of them time space things. Like, you know, just going through whatever you go through in middle school and shit, and you you find something to grab on to. And um, that was one. This was a big record for me at that time. Fuck yeah, dude! Fuck yeah!
1: You want to do your last one? My last one is actually two albums because I was fighting and I couldn't decide between these two albums. Uh, uh, so I kind of <laughs> cheated a bit and had six. Uh, but it's a uh, these are two albums that I feel like one was the last good thing to come from this artist, and the other is an album that I said I feel like set the tone that this artist is going to be great. Uh, so they kind of mirror each other in a way. Uh, so that's Kanye West is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and James Blake's James Blake. Uh, these are two artists that I respect more than anything. Like, I think that they're both geniuses. I think that they're both uh, 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 very ahead of everyone else in their class in terms of production and songwriting and all that. What depresses me is that I feel like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is, like, Kanye's last hurrah in terms of, like, All together being a great thing. Like, of Mm -hmm. course, I've enjoyed all of his albums since, but I think that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like the last great packaging of Kanye's music in terms. Like he, like he did it all there. Like the
2: end of the peak. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where like now with each album we're kind of getting diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But on the flip side of that, James Blake, James Blake, like it's not great in comparison to his next album that came out, but I feel like that's where I'm just like, that's when everyone was just like, holy shit, this kid can do something. Like, this is late registration. Yes. Where, like, oh, my God, like, this guy is really talented. He's such a great songwriter. He has such a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, to manipulate it the way he does using technology is so amazing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those two albums, for me, are, like, really what speak to me as sort of an artist of being, like, how do you kind of, like, define yourself and then how high can you go?
2: I feel like... Uh... James Blake and future. It's like <laughs> just like making they're like coming to this 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 intersection yeah. where he's like making the exact same music
1: <laughs> from two different angles. <laughs> from two different angles. like meeting. as the so convergence meet. is yeah, gonna like happen. Because like Futures just like, yo, I'm gonna do this, but talk about like drugs and stuff right. like that. Yeah, and James Blake's <laughs> like, I wanna talk about being sad. And like and one day they'll cross paths. There it is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and make the ultimate sad boy album. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's dope. I like that. Uh, here's one that might be weird for you guys. Uh, we sing, we dance, we steal things. Jason Mraz. Uh, Interesting. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Sounds like more approval coming from yeah. that end of the table. Sounds like more approval. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> hey man, look,
1: you playing me right now. Try. Why? Why? That's what I like, dude.
0: Jason Mraz is dope. I like Jason Mraz. I don't know, man. Uh, any any album
1: that has like a uh the cover is like a a sketch drawing of you in a fedora. I don't know if I can say that's a good album. <laughs> If that's your bar of what a fucking good album is, uh,
0: then you probably listen to a lot of shit albums because there's a lot of great cover art with bad albums behind them. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, this one, not only, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jason Mraz. That's no secret. Uh, he makes good music to me. He's a great singer, uh, especially if you see him live. The dude has an operatic voice. Uh, he like can sing opera music, which is fucking dope. And this album came out in two thousand eight, right after I graduated college, and it was on my way to like my professional acting career. So like my first show I did, which was Holes, uh, uh, the Louis Sakar Holes of movie Fantastic. and book. Who uh, were you again?
1: You were um, armpit, armpit. There you go. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, this song, this album, just made me fucking happy. Uh, I it feel just that. made me happy every time I listened to it. It put me just in a happy place. I was like, oh, I booked my first professional gig. I'm out of college. I'm like about to go attack the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like shit is good. Shit is like I wasn't supposed to be here. Like my hey, mom, I feel 16 years old, had me south side of Chicago. I shouldn't be a college graduate on my way to professionally acting. Yeah, uh,
1: And like and no song better encapsulates that struggle than I'm Yours. <laughs> you see this, dude? Oh, my God. You see this, dude? You see what I got to go through man? that? was so
0: mean. <laughs> That's so mean, dude. That's was so mean. Uh, but that song is a good fucking song. Just like, yeah, man, I'm yours, man. I'm the world. It was like
2: a Drake diss, man. Uh, <laughs> it's all right.
0: It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. I don't know much about uh, Jason Mraz,
2: but uh he was at one of my shows once and bought a shirt. So that's oh, okay, okay.
1: All right, for sure. I respect so, that. <laughs> see?
2: I vote yes.
0: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Cause that's another thing about he like actually goes out yeah. and like he yeah. really is in like the music scene, hip hop and everything like that. He
1: is a musician's He's musician. He's
0: a musician's musician and he appreciates good music. Uh and like that's what he he is not about like uh, putting out an album of the year for him. It's not yeah. about putting out, like, something that's going to be commercially successful. Even and I can't blame this him. This one was. Yeah, and
1: I can't blame him for how corporate America kind of tried to push him as, like, that, yeah. like, alternative of being like, look at this. This is good, good, clean music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not his fault. That's A&R and, like, you yeah. know, his team doing that, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because before that and after this album is very different than this album. Yeah. But this album is a great album of his. So that's my number four. We're just going to go back and
2: forth since Edgar's done with his. Um, uh, Old Dirty Bastard Returned to 36 Chambers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Dirty's love that album. album. I, I was, um, uh, there was a time in my life, like especially when I was young, and if you look at it, They Might Be Giants and Frank Black and all that, I was mostly listening to rock music. Like mm-hmm. rap was always in my world, but I didn't really connect to it. Yeah. Uh It was a combination of Midnight Marauders and and Old Dirty Bastards. I'm like, I'd even missed the first Wu Tang album. I'd missed the first Method Man album, but I saw the video to Shimmy Shimmy Ya, and I was like, I need this. (laughs) You know what I mean? This crazy dude, like doing weird kung fu moves in a disco. Like who who is this dude? Like yelling and like, and I just needed like his his brand of like soul and silliness. And all of that um really pulled me in. Like he felt like uncles that I had that I knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I would like to kick it with. And so um yeah, I jumped in two feet in that album and just really like my, my journey with hip hop really started that year. Fuck yeah, you dude. I mean? Hell
0: yeah. Uh, you know, rest in peace, old dirty bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, dude. He put out some good shit, man. He put out some good shit. And and a lot of people just remember him for being like the Crazy Cat. Right. or But don't realize, he actually had some bars and had some tracks, and he was a go-to. Yep, He was a go-to, for sure. That was your number five, right? That was it. All right, so since that was your number five, here's my number five. Uh, I have a feeling this one may be a little bit more on brand. Uh, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Man, oh, what a yeah. fucking good album, dude. Just what a good album. And also, that, that album dropped in 98. Uh, that's when me and my mom's first moved out of our childhood home and we like because you know i grew up in a house where my mom my grandma my aunts my grandfather like it was our childhood home and like we finally moved out it was just me and her and you know i grew up in a in a church household mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. you know hip-hop music was being played but not throughout the house right uh it was more church music so this album was in the fucking air. Every day when I came to the crib after school, like it was just the miseducation, Lauryn Hill. So not on. So like when it came out in '98, it wasn't like I bought in and listened to it. It's just I heard it every single day for a long ass time. And then when I got to the age where I could appreciate it and went back to go listen to it, I was just surprised. Like oh, I know this song. I know this song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I hear it. Now I get it. Now I see what's... Man.
2: But it's a great project. And, it's a great you know, project, dude. We just talked about how, you know, in CD era, there were albums that had way too many songs on it. This was like the perfect... The perfect fucking and All the songs were different from each other. You had songs that were fully rap. You had duets. You had, yeah. like, heartbreak had covers. ballads. Yeah, covers, like... And it was just... It came out of nowhere, really, like... We all knew Lauren from the Fugees, but mm-hmm. we didn't know like the the kind of caliber of solo album that she was like capable of. Man. And, and it killed it at the Grammys, it killed it at Sales. Like it really um it really like kinda catapulted that whole style of music, like yeah. into into something really viable. You know what yeah, I mean? This dude. new sort of like black R and B expression. Like you had Neil Soul, but that was kinda like I don't know, that was that felt more narrow than yeah. this. And this seemed like there was really a future in, like, different types of of new soul. This music. is a breakout. Yeah.
0: Like, this is not only a breakout for her, but a breakout for music. Uh, and a breakout for this genre of music. Mm-hmm. And what an artist could be. Right. Uh, because at that point, and I'm probably wrong about this, uh, but for me, at that point, I had never heard... An artists who I could feel go so seamlessly from one style to the next. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were and there are. Uh but on a commercial level and on a goddamn, not only like songwriter, like you're great. Uh you can rap, you can sing, you 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 just the pain in your voice, the joy in your voice, yeah. just every fucking thing about that album just hit on such a level. Uh and then also Compare or you know marrying that with my childhood mm-hmm. and like getting like in 1998 my mom is fucking like not even 30 yet right. so i can't even i can't imagine you know what how she's digesting this album uh man such a good fucking album dude. fantastic yeah if you listen if you listen to this podcast i'm pretty sure you've listened to miseducation Lore hill we've talked about it if you have not fucking listened to miseducation Lore hill Or any of these albums that we dropped, uh, get your life right. Go ahead and listen to that shit because (laughs) these are some good albums. It's not too late, man. Uh, Go listen to some of these albums. Go listen to all of these albums. There's some good shit on here, man, for sure. Uh, For those of you who don't realize, Edgar is no longer in the room. I kicked that nigga out. (laughs) He, he earned it. He earned he, he it. He earned, earned that he shit. Earned, he earned it. You can't make fun of Jason Mraz and expect to be in the room. So Edgar is banned from the rest of this fucking episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just me and open mic uh, about to close this bad boy out. Uh, dude, let's talk about Chicago a little bit. I don't get to. Nobody who's ever come in here has been a Chicago dude. So
2: uh, when did you. Do you get back often or. Not enough. Um, Same. You know, I don't, you only want to go half the year, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Because we're here to get away from the hell that is winter in yeah. Chicago. Um, it's too much, too. And, uh, you know, it. I, there was a, a weird combination of things that happened to me. Like, my immediate family that was there all moved to Gary, Indiana, which is a, a place I patently refused to go most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, all of the places that I really kicked it at, like we was talking earlier off Mike, like I kicked it in Hyde Park real hard, like. They've all changed so much. Yeah. And it's funny now, like, I went to, you know, I lived all over the South Side. I went to um, schools on the South Side. Well, I went to Whitney Young, which is, like, you know, near West or whatever. But all of my friends were on the South Side. So we were, like, part of this giant crew that, like, would take the train south home and everybody would get off at the different stops or whatever. Yeah. Different bus crews on a different, you know, like. so dope, dude. I um, missed that. But now when I go back... Everybody want to kick it on the north side, and people act like the south side don't even exist. No, more. it just yeah. blows my mind how much like everything has changed. And I think yeah. with all with all of that together, I just I'm just not compelled to go back as yeah. much as as I thought I would.
0: It's different, dude. Like my the last seven years I lived in Chicago because I went to Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last seven years I lived in Chicago. I lived on the north side. I lived in Lakeview and mm-hmm. shit like that. So. You know, and so with all my, all my college friends and, you know, the part where I was an adult in Chicago was spent on the north side of Chicago. uh, And, you know, I still got my boys from, you know, back in the day, back in high school. Right. But obviously a lot of those and, yeah, people change, fall yeah. off and change, change and relationships change and shit like that. So... For me, Chicago is so split into two. Mm-hmm. Like two. Like I have my growing, my childhood, my growing up my teenage years in Chicago, which was very much South Side of Chicago, and then my adult life in Chicago, which is very much North Side of Chicago. Right. So it's like a conflict of which Chicago do I remember and which Chicago do I identify with? Uh, and I guess it's a a, a split of both, but. Uh, but man, dude, I I do love going back, and I love the Chicago Pride that I fucking carry, dude. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people do.
2: Uh, it, it'd be easier if the Bulls or the Bears would win. Well, actually, fuck <laughs> the Bears now. Well, yeah. not fuck the Bears. Fuck, or fuck the NFL. NFL. so I'm not yeah. watching the Bears. I'm not watching the Bears. And, and, the Bears. and it's don't... easy to not watch the Bears because they've Cause been they sucking the last garbage. Like, yeah, they're garbage, dude. Oh man, remember the '06 Super Bowl? Uh, I do. And Jesus. and my my wife is a Colts fan, so oh, I'm sorry. That was a tough, tough day in my house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Uh fuck the Colts and fuck yeah. Peyton Manning, yeah. old broke neck s- ass, old square head, old crackhead ass motherfucker, Old Easter <laughs> Island head <laughs> ass, big ass eight <laughs> head four head <laughs> motherfucker. Uh damn, he ate our ass up he did. in that game. <laughs> that was I was so, so happy upset. at first.
2: Devin Hester ran that. Um,
0: man, it was looking good. It was looking good, but then they couldn't defend between ten and fifteen yards. He was like, all right, y'all gonna defend from the deep pass? I'm just gonna keep ducking this shit in. And he ate their ass up the rest yeah. of the game, dude. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Uh, you a Sox or a Cubs fan?
2: Uh, Sox, because I grew up blocks away from um, right. old Comiskey. But uh, oh. I was happy when the Cubs won. Yeah. You know, I was happy for the city.
0: I'm, a, I'm one of those weird cats that, like, is the south side of Chicago, dude, but I'm a Cubs fan. I but am. I have a reason, though. I have a reason, because, uh, like, I grew up, baseball wasn't big in my house. I'm almost like the first-generation baseball fan in my in my crib. Like, we went to games. I mm-hmm. went to more Sox games than Wrigley growing up because I was outside, and they were all so cheap. Uh, and, like, I, you know, from childhood, Frank Thomas, Albert mm-hmm. Bell, mm-hmm. like, all these players, like, these are the ones I knew. But 1998 was the year that Jordan won the last, Jordan and the Bulls won the last title, and you knew they was breaking up. And, like, Chicago was very much a Bulls town at that time. I grew up a Bulls fan. I grew up knowing basketball. And it was June of 98. They won title number six. And I'm like, now what? Now what, And over on the north side of Chicago, you got Sammy Sosa hitting twenty home runs in the in a month on his way on the juice, way, <laughs> on the juice, definitely on the juice. But on his
2: way to a sixty six home run season, yeah, we and were I was like, really excited. We were, in, you know, I was in Carbondale at the time, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it was exciting, dude. and it was really exciting down there too because you know if you look at the two biggest sources of geographical sources of students in Carbondale, because it's Southern Illinois, it's Chicago and St. Louis right so you so, got Cardinals fans yes. who would hate the Cubs exactly so you got McGuire and Sosa going at it like yeah. it was crazy Carly yeah dude yeah.
0: so for me I was like this is exciting oh yeah let me watch these Cubs and I just start watching every game to see what Sosa would do mm-hmm. and at this point I'm like 11 or 12 and I've been a Cubs fan ever since well, uh, yeah. so that's kind of how I fell into you got tricked I got tricked <laughs> the juice <Jews> got me <laughs> them steroids got me uh, you know they bring the Harold's chicken out here
2: I keep hearing that. i I keep hearing
0: it. it. You know what it is, dude. It was supposed to come last year, but like anybody who's from Chicago, we know. When Harold say they open it in one month, that shit open in 18 months later. <laughs> uh so the shit ain't gonna open.
2: They just I'm I just, skeptical. I hope, I hope the sauce makes the trip. Man. I just hope so, too. Gotta have the sauce, man.
0: Listen, man. All our LA listeners, when Harold's chicken come, go ahead and check it out. It, if it is authentic Harold's chicken, it's gonna be the best chicken joint. You have in L.A.
2: You won't find me nowhere else.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah. And if you in Chicago or if you go to Chicago, get your ass to Harold's Chicken. uh, That's the one thing that is so exciting for me out here, man. L.A. is a good food town.
2: I'm not a foodie, so I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, that's, my, that's always been my thing. I'm, yeah. I'm disappoint everybody I travel with because everybody wants to try to whatever, and I don't He's give just a fuck. like, yeah, Yo, man, what, you got burgers. <laughs> All right, then. give me a cheeseburger and uh, let's keep it moving. Like I, you know, I, I appreciate eating good, um, yeah, in a general sense, but I just never, um, I never want to go out of my way, right? I feel like that. Especially when you go out of your way. Everybody else went out of their way so it's a long ass line for whatever the thing is. Right. I'm not. I'm cool. I feel that shit, dude. I'm cool.
0: I feel that. I feel that. Uh, dude, this has been dope. Yeah,
2: man. This, this shit happened.
0: Some, somebody hit us up on like Twitter. It was my like, man, yo, I would uh, love.
2: Oh, shit. My, my man out of Boston. I can't remember his name. Uh, he starts with a T. But, yeah, um, can't remember his name. The man, yeah.
0: But yeah, he and this I was like, I would love if Open Mike and Culture Kings got together and we was both just like, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, and that shit happens. So fans, look look at the power you got. Look at the power you got. You make shit happen. We hear y'all. We see y'all out here. Uh open Mike, what you got coming up?
2: Anything you want to promote? where can geez, people find you? Just working on this TV show, so hopefully they give us an air date so I can point to point people yeah. to when that'll be sometime soon. Uh, but that's the new Negroes. It's myself and Baron Vaughn, and a whole host of um, you know some of the some of the best uh, new and established voices in black comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, we do that every month live at the UCB. Of the TV show. Yep, at the UCB. Yeah, and um, that's really where most of my energy is focused okay. right now. Um, it's just you know working on that, and you know I'm I have dumb thoughts every day on Twitter. So you can holler at me there, like yeah. underscore Eagle. Go check out his music. Hit it up on Spotify. Yeah, Anything you get your do.
0: music, check it out. Uh, do yourself a favor; you will definitely love it. Uh, he at UCB Theater, like we all are. So come through, roll through, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of good black voices at That's UCB real. making some good shit happening. Uh, come out and support your homies at the theater, and you know where to find us at Culture King Pod on Twitter on Instagram. Hit us up. Talk to us. We may get it on the air. Make some shit happen. Who knows? Yo, rate and review us. Apple Podcast. Hey, Edgar. You know you a bitch? <laughs> Stay silent if you know it's true. Case in point. Damn. <laughs> we love it. Uh, nah, Edgar, my boy. He, you know what? At this point, I've known him for too many years now. I knew Two songs on this, on my list, was gonna make him be like, You remember Sophie when I was like, Yo, I want some baby Ruth, and this nigga came down my joint. You the oldest nigga I know. Like, <laughs> dude, it's a baby roof, man. The shit is delicious. Uh, but for some reason, man, he gotta give me shit. So we wouldn't be us if that wasn't the case. Open Mike Eagle, thank you for rocking through. Thanks, dude. man. Thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah, dude. Uh, go check out the albums he put out. It's his in top please, five. Please do. Check please out do. his albums. Yeah. Uh, my man is out here doing dope shit you know what it is I gotta hit you all with the deep cut of the week Memorial Day weekend just ended which means it's the unofficial beginning of summer so let's rock out with some summertime by the Fresh Prince that's your deep cut of the week we like you we
1: love you we'll be back
3: Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Ooh, summertime. School is out and this sort of a buzz she turn around to see what you beepin' at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with a pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime.